What's in front of me? I feel so far from home. Please come tell me. I won't do it alone. I'm so scared of the unknown. Lost in the sea, can't find the key to go back where we belong. Ties are bringing me. and welcome to our 18th episode. Would you believe it's nearly three years since we started these podcasts? It's absolutely fabulous. Now today's subject is something that actually came up this morning and I'd had a conversation with two people today on this subject. So I'd like to thank my community for giving me the opportunity for using our discussion to elaborate more on what emotional maturity or immaturity is about. So first and foremost, we have to look at what is maturity itself. It is when a person has made it to their final stage or period of growth within themselves. So therefore, it is obvious that if somebody hasn't reached this growth period or stage, then it means that they're immature. When it is physical maturity, it's obvious because you see how they grow and their body develops and their mentality develops. However, What we have to ask here is, what is it to be emotionally immature? The American Psychological Association defines emotional maturity as a high and appropriate level of emotional control and expression. Emotional immaturity, on the other hand, is a tendency to express emotions without restraint or disproportionately to the situation. What that is really saying is that emotional immaturity is when we are out of control or our behaviour is not appropriate for the event or situation that we're in, and therefore is considered to be immature. 
It would be more like a behaviour that you would see in a child, not an adult. So I suppose people who are emotionally immature then will not meet what society expects social behaviour to be for their age. For example, it would be normal to assume that mature grown-ups would be able to see their impact on others and would be attentive to the feelings and their own feelings at that given moment. We would also understand that the emotionally mature person would be able to accept criticism and be able to learn and develop positively from it. We understand that an emotionally mature person will think about and plan for the future without living out of the future. But those who are emotionally immature would find these areas difficult and would probably struggle with them a lot. Why? Well, probably because emotionally immature people will lack emotional and social skills, especially when they're relating to adults. So, what are the signs then that we would see when dealing with emotionally immature person? Here's a few. Number one, they will behave in an impulsive manner. In other words, we see children being impulsive especially when they open their mouths and speak without thinking how it will affect others, or when they touch things that they shouldn't touch. Now we know that over time they will learn from others that this behaviour is not acceptable. But emotionally immature adults will not have had that learning. They do not know how to curb their impulses. They may even act in an unpredictable or antisocial way. Number two, they will demand attention. How many times have we seen children getting bored when the attention is not on them and then they start to behave in a way that will draw others' attention or focus back onto themselves? And that could mean behaving in a very negative way. Now, emotionally immature adults will do exactly the same. So, for example, they may not act in a negative way as such, but they may make themselves the centre of attention by making inappropriate jokes in order to get people's attention. Or they may even take over a conversation that really is inappropriate at that moment. Number three, they may actually become a bully or begin name calling. Now, most of the time, adults do not return to using schoolyard behaviour when they relate to other adults. In fact, it is very rare but not unheard of to see two adults calling each other names. However, many of us do it behind another adult's back where we can control who hears it or even in private to ourselves. Oh, she's a right bitch. Just look a whore. How many of us have actually said that to ourselves about another adult that we mightn't like or who triggers something in us? Adults who behave like the bully or the mean child in school is not using mature emotional skills. But what they are doing is that they are relying on a childish display of temper. Number four, and this one is my favourite, avoidance. Emotionally immature adults will not have a normal or good sense of the future, nor will they know how to plan it in an adult way. They will refuse to make or take significant responsibility in relationships, especially those that demand commitment, or even in their career or investments, like owning their own home. In other words, they will allow other people to look after them in a way that they themselves are not as self-sufficient as they must be as mature adults. I actually heard recently another name for this. I'm open to correction on this, but I think it's called the Peter Pan Syndrome. And of course, we all know this character and who he was. It was the child that wouldn't or didn't want to grow up. Number five. This is the final one, which is, of course, narcissism. And I think I've covered this in an earlier podcast, so please feel free to go back and listen to it again if you need to. 
One of the most essential things as a mature adult must be that we have the ability to think about another person's needs and feelings. However, emotionally immature adults will only seem to care about themselves. They will hate the idea of compromise and they will fight against having to take another person's ideas or suggestions or feelings into account. They will always want to get things done their way. we deal with all this knowledge. So let me go through some of the things with you. First of all, let's take a look at some of the key points. To be emotionally mature involves self-awareness, empathy and emotional self-regulation. But it also includes conscious communication, creative solving of problems and conflicts. When we spend time on ourselves by using practices like counselling, spiritual exploration, mindfulness, inner child work and other ways, we develop our emotional maturity and emotional intelligence. And these are critical parts to going into our adult life and staying there. However, there's always a however, 
Emotional immaturity is the opposite to all of these. Emotional immaturity, you'll have to excuse me, so I'm chewing a sweet. Emotional immaturity can come from insecure attachment, especially during our infancy and early years. It can come from our early life experiences or a trauma that we've lived through. Emotional immaturity will also show itself as being self-centered, narcissistic, where everything is about and for me and will have very little skill to be able to manage any conflict in life. It will also lead to having low self-esteem issues, depression, substance abuse, anxiety, and even to the point of having conflict with our friends and colleagues. As we know at this stage, it is really important to be able to identify the signs and symptoms of emotional immaturity in order that we can remove the negative impact it will have on our daily lives and the lives of others. It is also vital that we learn to develop strategies to be able to maintain mental well-being in order to be able to manage and build through conflict in an appropriate way. So how do we cope with this type of behaviour? Okay, so you will operate from your ego. You know that we all have an ego as part of our human experience. It is our mind's understanding of ourselves, but it is prone to defend, to be self-absorbed and loves conflict. If we had a parent who behaved from their ego, they may have come under two distinct categories, divas or doormats. And both of these have underlying issues of self-worth and a lack of self-esteem or a healthy self-esteem. And they will go back to their own childhood. So here we go. Now we're adults and we're repeating the same thing again. And so a clue as to how to deal with this is to detach from your ego and to avoid locking horns with another. Practice mindfulness, deep breathing, meditation, connect with nature, relaxing the muscles in your body, yoga. All these things help you to reconnect with your deeper inner self. For want of a better word, your very essence, or your higher self, your spirit, inner wisdom, good feeling, whatever you want to call it. Start putting in place today healthy boundaries for your own life to protect that essence. And this will show to other adults around you that you have a respect not just for yourself, but also for them and for those other people around you. You may not take personal responsibility and will blame others for your behaviour and actions. Sometimes we can show our dormant tendencies, or in other words, the victim, because it's somebody else's fault. Or you might even have a diva response, where you're never at fault, it's always somebody else's errors or inadequacies. Now this lack of taking responsibility also shows a lack of integrity. It will reduce trust and will certainly stop forgiveness happening, which we all need. So how does one deal with this? Try resisting the urge to avoid responsibility. If you do it, or you did it, then take responsibility. There was a saying I read once, and I think it goes something like this. We have learned how to develop emotional Teflon and not accept responsibility when I have behaved inappropriately. So learn to develop a healthy love for yourself. Try practicing self-compassion by honouring and tending to your actual feelings and getting emotional support. And yes, you will use unsophisticated defence mechanisms such as denial, which is not acknowledging conflict or a problem in our behaviour or saying it actually doesn't exist. 
projection, which is taking our own feelings of undesirable skills, such as bad anger management, and putting it on somebody else. And projective identification, which is where we actually thank somebody else for their own negative emotions by way of gaslighting. So, what to do? Well, try mindfulness. And try to notice and be observant of your behaviour without getting caught up in its energy and then reacting. Be the observer. Try doing a body scan when sitting quietly and learn to understand your own body sensations. Find a healthy and safe way to release your emotions. Like exercise, art, crafts. Try even expressing yourself to another adult. However, don't fall into the unhealthy way like self-medication, gambling, retail therapy or anything else you might lose control with. You may even act out of a lack of empathy. And this is when you don't seem to be capable of understanding where the other person is coming from in their life or what's going on for them. You may have a lack of recognition, understanding or even be able to validate somebody else's emotional experience and possibly even including your own at times. Why? Because you will have a view of life only from your own perspective. So how do we deal with that? Well, the first things first, begin to step back, look, recognise and then accept. Especially that you are emotionally incapable of understanding what you feel at this moment in time. Try to resist the urge to bang your head against the brick wall from frustration. Try to understand your own perspective without judgement. It's very important that you do not judge what you feel. Try journaling. Maybe expressive art movement. Learn how to be your own loving parent by practicing self-compassion. Try to honour how you are feeling and know that what you are feeling is a normal response to your life experiences, but that you don't have to continue to live out of them, especially if they are not working for you in a healthy way. Stay safe, stay well, namaste.